What's going on, people? Coach G214, man. Uh, we're going to hop into it, man. We're going to talk about HBCUs and today's athletes. Um, just want to touch bases. Like, let's think about this for a second. Um, what if segregation never happened here in America? How would the HBCUs be coming along versus the PWIs? For, for those that don't know, HBCU stands for Historical Black Colleges and Universities. PWI stands for Predominantly White Institutions. What would the demographics be like in today's society for HBCUs and PWIs? Um, I'm looking at today's athletes, you know, going into the college game and not really trying to figure out their thought process, but just really just looking at, you know, the opportunities that are granted to them. Um, when I see their recruiting pages and their tops, you know, choices, and I get it, it's a choice, you know, it's their, you know, it's their option. They, they, they had the free will to pick whoever they want to. But do I, I rarely see any HBCUs. And why is that? Well, today's society, most kids have been taught or brought up that HBCUs are pretty much party schools. Uh, you will lack the exposure if you're trying to become a pro. Or quite frankly, you're not going to get nothing out of them. Um, when I hear those allegations, I just completely just flip my lid. Like, how can you say that when... You don't know how HBCUs operate. Uh, from a personal experience, I've went to both a PWI and an HBCU, and I got the taste of both realities. Uh, I attended Prairie View A&M University, an HBCU in Prairie View, Texas, 50 miles uh, northwest of Houston, as well as I've attended University of Texas in Arlington, in Arlington, Texas, which is embedded in between Dallas Texas and Fort Worth, you know, one of the, the hottest recruiting beds in the nation, the DFW Metroplex. Um, in my experience, and this, like I say, this is coming from my experience, um, I would rather prefer in today's society, I would rather prefer HBCUs granted that I understand the situations at hand but over the course of time, there have been strides in the in forward progress when it comes to funding and exposure. Um, thanks to ESPN for having multiple outlets where HBCUs can be broadcast in an athletic uh, in an athletic standpoint, that helps out a lot. Granted, it's not. Sometimes you'll get the the main ESPN channels as ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN U, you know. But with them having multiple outlets of ESPN, it also helps as well for those that are fortunate enough to have those outlets. Um, let's see. How can I touch on this this uh, subject right quick? Um. HBCUs have gotten a bad rep from individuals that 
went to the HBCUs looking for something that wasn't positive, if I can say that, or lack thereof, or for better or for worse. Um, HBCUs will give you the same educational benefits as a PWI. For example, Prairie View A&M University is a agricultural and mechanical institution. That's what the A&M stands for, for those that don't know. But it also has one of the top nursing programs in the country. So let that sink in for a little bit. You know, one of the top nursing programs in the country. But it's a agricultural and mechanical institution. Granted, it does offer other concentrations of education but those are the top notch ones Preview recently just built a what was it 60 million dollar uh, facility for football a brand new facility for football which also is a revenue changer uh, when I was at Preview Blackshire Stadium for those that don't know Blackshire Stadium was a wooden stadium that been there for <laughs> I can say ages it set maybe and I want to say I say maybe as in like a far stretch but maybe 5,000 people the stadium now Panther Stadium can be expanded to 30,000 people changes are being made at HBCUs for the better and I think it's time for young African American men to start taking into account that hey you know they're making strides, they're making progress. Maybe I should be a part of it. Maybe I can be a part of the change that's going on. So, I'm not saying, you know, oh man, you should never go to a PWI. I'm not saying it at all. You go where you fit, you know, where you see best for yourself in the future. But as I said, you know, coming from my, my personal preference, like I said, I went to both. I seen the pros and cons of both. A PWI and HBCU. Grambling is another example of a university that, you know, are making strides and making progress. Not too long ago, Grambling was having a protest. There were talks about Grambling shutting down the program and, and this and that, you know. And for those that don't know it, Grambling State University is one of the most prominent HBCU programs in the country, you know, and, and, and it boasts it boasts a coach that is nationally and worldly recognized as one of the greatest coaches of college football history in Eddie Robertson. So, <clears throat> when you have a tradition-rich program, a tradition-rich school, you want to take care of it, and the state of Louisiana has not necessarily been doing that you know they just they're they're, i get you know they're funding you know they're trying to fund find ways to fund different revenues and different avenues but you have to take care of what's best for the state and grambling is one of the reasons it's best for the state because you're keeping in home town at home uh you got lsu that's in baton rouge but you also have southern that's in baton rouge and uh, you have Tulane that's 
down in New Orleans, and you also have Dillard that's in New Orleans. I mean, there are HBCUs that could use the extra help and really are not getting it. Um, but from an athlete standpoint, I, I would wish that young men and young women will actually take the chance to really just sit down and look at HBCUs and and really just grasp onto something that could, that could probably motivate them to say, you know what, I want to go here. You know, not because of the parties, you know, not because, you know, of, of the fraternities or sororities, but because I want to be a something, I want to be a part of something different. I want to be a part of something that I'm comfortable with, you know. So back to my question, like, what would the demographics be if segregation was still going on here in 2020? I could just look at it as like, you know, Alabama would not be a household name. Clemson would not be a household name. Texas would not be a household name. These would be struggling programs um, because they would probably lack. They would probably have a few, but they wouldn't have. Your, your, you know, your superstar athletes, as you know, that's been coming through the past. Like, for example, UT. You know, you wouldn't have no Vince Youngs at UT. You wouldn't have no Cedric Vincents, no Aaron Ross. You know, stuff. You know, guys like that. You wouldn't have that. Bama. You wouldn't have no Derrick Henry. No, no Mark Ingram. No Jerry Judy. You wouldn't have these guys. You know. You might have a few, but you'll probably have, you know, the runts, you know, the last pick of the litter. <clears throat> and it'll be a whole different situation because now we'll be talking about, you know, struggling PWIs instead of struggling HBCUs. So it falls back on the athlete. Like, really, you got to kind of think, man, like, do you really just want to be a, a small fish in a big pond? Because most of these most of these coaches are not gonna tell you the truth. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> most of these coaches that are recruiting you are not gonna be telling you the truth. <clears throat> they may say, "Oh yeah, you're our guy," you know this and that. Um, you know, we're not gonna recruit anybody else in your position. And once you sign your letter of intent, you get to you know you get to fall camp, summer workouts, fall camp. Here you are battling you know five other guys that you know they they said that you know that you know that you were their guy but you know they probably told them the same thing so i understand you know i'm not i'm not afraid of competition but if i'm as good as i advertise myself to be you know what i'm saying and i don't want to sit behind somebody i want to play now Let's just say a guy signs on, he starts to play now, you know, he's top, he's top number one recruit in the nation. You know, in his position. He gets to camp and he gets beat out by somebody that's <laughs> you know, not even on the same level as him. What does that do to a kid's psyche, man? You know, when he you know, he it comes time for him to really play. You know, um, like I said, do you wanna be a small fish in a big pond? Or do you want to go somewhere where you want to go ahead and just, you know, get it in, get on the field and get it in? 
a lot of a lot of young men I see throughout the years waste their athletic careers on the bench because they wanted to be a small fish in a big pond where they could have been a game changer, you know, a school changer, a program changer at, at a, you know, at a small institution or an HBCU. And then they're quick to say, ah, oh, well, there's, there's no pro, there's no guarantee I can get, you know, no opportunities I can get to the pro level. Well, that's false. That's a false claim as well because recent, the most recent draft pick that I have seen come from an HBCU by a running back by the name of Tariq Cohen. Dude was 5'6", you know, he was um, North Carolina A&T's all-time leading rusher, picked third round by the Chicago Bears. Didn't have any other, op- no, no, no other offers from any other school but North Carolina A&T. Dude took an opportunity and, and made the best of it, man. Dude shined at, you know, North Carolina A&T, won, I guess, like two celebration balls, which is like the, the Black National Championship. He won two of them things and got drafted in the third round. And he still, I mean, he, you know, he might not be the three corner of his rookie year, but now he didn't settle into the NFL game. He understands a little bit better that, you know, I got to be a change of pace back. I'm not going to be an every down back. You know, I got to I got to fit my role that they have, you know, for me in the NFL. But what I'm saying is they came and found him. You know what I'm saying? He didn't I don't think he got invited to the combine, but they came in, they came and found him. So he made it do what he do. Uh, another guy, um, was it Tyrus Howard? He was an offensive lineman, you know, at Alabama State. You know, Houston, Texas picked him up, I think, in the first round. So when, when, when guys say, oh, there's no opportunity for me to play at the next level, there is. You know what I'm saying? You just got to shine, man. You just can't be just like a nasal. You got to get that work in, man. Like I said, you're going to waste. Do you really want to waste your whole career on the bench? You know, or not even playing at all. Just wait. Or you just want to waste it the whole time and waiting for your opportunity. Not knowing that your opportunity might not even come. Uh, there are guys that... <laughs> there, there are guys that have been on the bench for four years. And then, you know, all of a sudden... Transfer to a different institution and then they shine. Uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, even though it's a different story, but Joe Burrow was at Ohio State. You know, he transferred to LSU, won the national championship, won the Heisman. <clears throat> you know, those are rare cases, man. You know, um, you know, and then, you know, if you're looking for a second chance, you know, if, if something was to happen at a school, you know, to where you were dismissed, you know, take a take a take a take a flyer on the HBCU, man, and see you know see if they you know what they're talking about. HBCUs have always been like in a sense a second chance opportunity school too, but yeah, everybody wants to stay in that Division One, the so called Division One level where HBCUs, well, two conferences are still Division One. They're just FCS, you know, they're not FBS. But, you know, still, you know, it's still Division One. <laughs> um, I know I'm rambling, man, but like I say, this is a subject that I could just talk about for hours and hours on end. Um, so dig it, man. You know, if you got questions, you know, or you want to add, add on to something that I said 
or you want to just you know debate me whatever dude you know i'm all for it i'm all for the, the interactions you know just hit me up man let me know what you think like i said it's my first one you know this is this is not really just a written down conversation this is off the top of the dome you know things i've kept in my mind in my head for quite some time i just wanted to get it out you know and express it to the world on <clears throat> how i really felt about hbcus and pwis in a sense not gonna like i said i didn't want to get really into it just give you just a, a thorough uh brief intro into what i can really talk about like i said i can talk about it for hours man we can go we can sit down and talk facts we can sit down and talk events whatever man but um like i said you know, hit me up, you know, if you have anything you want to, you know, to add to it, debate, or just want to agree or disagree, whatever, you know, I'm all for it, I'm all for the interaction, so this is Coach G214 signing out, look forward to hearing from you.